just a boy from Kansas out to save the world from chronic diseases. And I truly mean that. Nobody is in control of your health but you. I can't heal you. Your doctor can't heal you. You have to heal you. And it's all about having the education empowerment to know what you need to be changing within yourself, within your life, to set your soul free and accomplish that best life that we all like to talk about. And I truly believe that the greatest medicine of all is to teach people how not to need it. I'm Brendan Vermeyer, the original Holistic Savage. Welcome to the Holistic Savage Podcast. I love that you're starting with like, okay, bioflow, gut health. How can we, uh, in the detoxification process, now, with the um, carb adaptation versus fat adapted, I remember way back in the day, Mark Sisson had a beautiful article about fat adaptation. And, you know, that just like blew my mind back then. And like with metabolic testing or VO2 testing, uh, you know, we can look at the respiratory quotient, right? So we have, you know, 0.7 res respiratory quotient, which uh, theoretically is like pure fat burning versus a respiratory quotient of 1.0. Well, that's that's anaerobic threshold and, and sugar burning, right? Um, not that we need to give the crowd a, a lesson on like aerobic, anaerobic metabolism, but I think it's important for them to understand if, if we simplify of like, okay, well, the, the body really works through the principle of trying to strive to maintain homeostasis through the principle of specific adaptation imposed demand. So obviously if we're, you know, feeding ourselves high sugar diets, what does the body get good and reliant at, at using as its primary fuel source? Well, well, sugar. And so that is always kind of that foundational principle that gets people interested, like, oh, wait a second, I can train my body to be better burning, uh, you know, be better at burning fat. So certainly that is kind of the metabolic adaptation. And a lot of people, of course, with typical dieters and seeking that instant gratification, hey, let me just jump, you know, I don't know how to swim, but I want to learn how to swim. So let me jump into the ocean and just see what happens. And that's what a lot of people are doing with keto, right? And so the keto flu that is going to occur, aka, like you jumped in the ocean, you're starting to drown because you don't know how to swim. Yep. You know, so it's like, let's start tippy, tippy toeing in the water. So are you how would you um, recommend somebody transition into keto? You know, you mentioned, okay, well, let's start by starting to lower the carbohydrate, starting to raise the fat. Do you feel like there's a certain time frame that there should be this transition, you know, a week, a month, two months, or how would you um, explain and recommend that? Yeah, great question. I, in my, I have an online program called the Keto Camp Academy, and in the academy, I have a 28-day keto jumpstart. And I have a, so I have a four-pillar approach to the way I teach keto. The first pillar is the adapt pillar, the adaptation, fat adaptation, which takes 28 days. And that's where I have the structure of, okay, let's determine how many carbs you're having right now. Let's say it's 300. Well, this week, the next seven days, I want you to drop that to 200 while you increase these specific sources of fats, bitter-rich foods, and protein with no snacking in between meals. And then we keep doing that until we get to the desired effect of 50 grams of carbohydrates or less per day and eating until full, having those protein and fat foods that help satiate us. So it typically takes about four weeks to get that person the right way into ketosis so they don't feel like crap as they make that transition. I'm with you. I think it's important not to just jump off and figure out how to swim when it comes to keto. I like it in other components, maybe with business, but 
I know a lot of influencers, keto guys, they teach that. Just suck it up, get through that keto flu. I don't think it's necessary. I think there's a, there's a better approach to doing it. So once I get them into that into ketosis, which I verify with blood ketones, mm-hmm. I got to tell people that all the time I get people commenting, hey, I, te- I checked my urine strips, I checked my breath, and I'm not in ketosis. I've been doing keto for six months. I got to tell you that those are not as accurate as blood. It's mm-hmm. not going, especially the urine, because it's only accurate in the first few weeks. But once your body gets efficient at metabolizing those ketones, it won't show up in the urine, which is a good thing. Uh, number two is, yes, check your blood. I use Keto Mojo, but we mm-hmm. don't chase ketones. We chase results, okay? Mm-hmm. Higher ketones are not necessarily better. And as you know, that means your body is not metabolizing those ketones, which mm-hmm. we don't like that. So I have found the sweet spot for me, and it's different for everybody, to be somewhere between 0.8 and 2.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I'm doing like a block fast, an extended fast, then the ketones will go up. So we get into ketosis. That's the adapt pillar. The second pillar is the fast pillar. That's where I introduce intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like an 18-6 schedule. That's my favorite schedule, which means 18 hours, you're in a fasted state. You're having water. You're having sea salt, very important. Mm-hmm. You can have things like coffee or tea if you determine that it does not break your fast. Uh, so 18 hours you're fasted, six hours you're feasting. That's an important word, feasting, eating until full, reminding the body that it's not starving. This approach is not meant to cut calories. This approach is not about eating less. This approach is about eating less often. Mm-hmm. So you still have the same calories, the same meals, but within a specific window. That's the uh, fast pillar. The third pillar is what I call the phase pillar. That's where we actually go strict keto, very extreme, just for two weeks. We mm-hmm. go down to 10 grams of carbohydrates. We force the mitochondria to start burning subcutaneous fat, to start adapting to only using fat for fuel short term. Mm-hmm. Once you get through that third pillar, you graduate into my fourth pillar, which is the flex pillar. Then I provide different variations of you to practice keto flexing. Depending on your goals, you would do different rules, but that's where you follow the different approaches to start getting out of ketosis. With that being said, there are specific considerations for women who have their monthly cycle. Mm-hmm.